Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Backup Stories. This is episode six. My name is Justin Townsend. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Howdy. Rob, another week has come and gone. Comic books have come and gone. They've returned. It's another weird week with issues. Uh, big two, yeah. Yeah, a lot of excellent independent stuff. Yes, but... definitely. Weird, weird stuff for the big two with Convergence. Marvel had like next to nothing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into comic book stuff, uh, another movie trailer came out. Oh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, so Fantastic Four. I mean, I already first off, I already started off with no expectations for this movie. Well, the stuff that was leaked sounded really bad. Uh huh. And still, we don't know what percentage of that is is even correct. Yeah. Because I heard. It was going to be a found footage film. Then there was all the Doom stuff. Then, you know, the Johnny Storm stuff. And just every little thing possible. Yeah. But what I saw from this trailer uh, definitely was above what I even expected. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The first trailer they showed a few months ago, uh, I remember you texting me before I had actually gotten up and you were like, Fantastic Four trailer. And I saw it and I, I tweeted out right afterwards. And I was like, this wasn't a dumpster fire that I was promised. Mm-hmm. And I think that thought continues with this trailer. I, I, I came away from this trailer kind of excited for the movie, which I did not anticipate at all. Yeah. Uh, now, I semi-enjoyed the other two films. Really? Uh, look, it's the only time you're probably ever going to see the silver surfer for for quite a while that's a good point you know sure the galactic stuff was disappointing yeah but always when when you see those characters or any character for the first time on screen use their powers and stuff it's it's exciting, it's exciting. I, yeah 100%. so sure a script can suck and and stuff like that but you know you're you're watching something that you enjoy the source material. Yeah. I remember watching them for the, uh, especially with the first one. I mean, the first one I watched and I was like, you know, it was okay. Uh, but uh, again, the standards for comic book movies weren't where they are today. No. Uh, looking back at it now, you're like, yeah, this, like looking back at it, you're, you're seeing it with a, you know, a finer eye and you're, you can realize it wasn't that great. But I mean, the one mm-hmm. thing that really stood out about those movies was Johnny Storm. Yep. Uh, I mean, Chris Evans nailed that character. Yeah. He was unbelievably. Prick. <laughs> Absolute prick. And, couldn't believe that they actually cast him as Captain America. And I thought that doesn't fit at all. And then he's molded. So we we learned that Chris Evans is really good at acting in superhero movies. Yeah. And he could bulk up beyond belief. Yeah. (laughs) So back to, back to this one. So Uh excited. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely got a much different tone going Uh for it. Uh, It looks like a lot of it has been taken from the first trade of the ultimate FF. Yeah. The Baxter building is more of a like a think tank and, you know, uh, Reed, Reed is brought there. Like, I love the part about uh, in the trailer about Reed that they mentioned where it's like, you know, what's so different? They're asking um, what's uh, Dr. Storm's name. I can't remember his first name. And Dr. Storm's fine. Dr. Storm is fine. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, but they're asking him, like, what's so different? We've given you money before. And he says, Reed Richards. He he has the answers to the questions we haven't even thought to ask yet. Uh-huh. And I thought that that stood out really well. Like, that that captures how brilliant Reed is. And I think it, you know, I don't think it looks so dark. Like, we, we complain a lot about movies that look, like, overly dark. And that's been a big complaint about the Batman-Superman film. But, like, this one, like, sure, like, the lighting isn't, you know, it, it's not, like, bathed in sunlight and stuff. But... I don't like. I, 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 I it, like. I to got, me, it, it fits the tones of the X Men movies, the yes. last couple X Men movies. Yes, and, agree. And if it's going to be a shared universe in that sense, I forgot about that. And like, I, I came away with a, like a slight feeling of like hope, a little bit watching it. You know, you're seeing the characters come together. Um, it looks like there's going to be like a bit of humor in it because they, they, at the end they show Ben, who I think looks really good. Like I think they nailed the thing in a big way. Surprisingly enough, I, I think we need to see more, like more action, obviously. Sure, but like I like him jumping out of the hell uh, out of the the airplane or the helicopter and then making a little crack at the end. Uh-huh. So, so I mean, for me, so far so good. I was going to see the movie either way, but like I I'm surprisingly optimistic at this point. It could still be terrible, and I can I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. Yeah, uh- but I think it looks pretty good. Excuse my yawn. Um, I know it's it, it really exciting. I could tell. Thank you. No, I I love 
watching crappy movies anyway. So if it does wind up being crappy, then I'll have just as much fun as if it were a movie that I really enjoy. All right. Yes. So also going on right now is C2E2, uh, which yep. I'd love to go to one day. It uh, looks exciting. Actually, Twitch, Twitch TV is doing a, like a live stream on the show floor. How does the show floor look right now compared to NYCC? Uh, you know what? When I, when I even put it on, it was like right 9 a.m. their time when they opened the door. So you saw people snaking in. Because I've, I've seen some pictures of cosplay, and it's like, I can see carpet. Like, I shouldn't be able to see any carpet. No. I, see, I don't even know the size comparison of, true. Very of true. The, the convention center and stuff like that. But I'll show you later on tonight. You just click it's it's right on the front page that's cool so some news has come out not a lot but i I guess the big news of the day is that frank miller is returning to co-write with um who is it brian azarello yep uh the dark knight three uh what's the what's the the title there um it's slipping my mind destroy all humans probably no um well dark you could just say Dark Knight Three. That's fine. It has a, it has an actually interesting tagline that it, it's uh, slipping my mind. We'll look it up. I'll look it up. You go ahead. But so far, the internet hasn't been set ablaze by the news. Uh, a lot of people seem to be very, very skeptical of what's going on here. Um, and I think I share the worry of the internet. I had read the first Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, and I thought it was great. I mean, Batman v Superman is taking uh, a lot of inspiration from it. Uh, I, I thought it was definitely a cool thing. I thought the movie that they put out, the, the animated movie was really good. Uh-huh. Uh, the Master Race. Yes. I knew it was something strange. Destroy all humans. Yes, pretty much. That works just as well. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I cannot remember if I ever read The Dark Knight Strikes Again. It, uh, it, it doesn't matter because it, it was crappy. And that's what I've heard. And if I haven't read it, that's probably why. But this, like, this has been hinted at for a while now. Like, I remember about a year ago, there was a lot of smoke surrounding this with uh, Frank Miller and Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. and that never came to pass. I think Scott was even being like very, very coy about it. Like, he was sitting down looking at stuff. Like, he definitely brought up the name Dark Knight Returns. But again, back then... It could have been. No, but back then, though, issue 40 was supposed to be Scott's last issue mm. of just the regular Batman series. So maybe if he didn't extend that. That's true. But, I mean, it, it seems to me like writing a any numbered Dark Knight sequel w- would be, you know, something that, that he would jump on. So what are your thoughts on it? Uh, just like initial, like, Hey, they're making another one of these. What do I think? Okay. The last couple of things that, that Frank Miller has done just has not excited me whatsoever. Uh, what was that book he did? Holy Holy terror. Yeah. That was, that was supposed to be a Batman story, but he just repurposed. That's right. You know, all of the art to be his own character. Like cat, there was Catwoman in it. It's terrible. I have it at my house. If you want, to, if you want to read it, I've always heard that it was really bad, and so like I've I've never been a huge Frank Miller fan, so I like I never felt the urge oh, see, to read it. No, see, to me, early Miller stuff, uh, his his year one, his Daredevil. I read year. Uh, I definitely just the first Dark Knight is awesome. One. Yeah, um, I, but it's the maybe I, I just caught on too late, and I started reading some of the later stuff that he's done, and it never really like grabbed me. Yeah, well, to me, it's like like. So I love, let, let's put it to music. <laughs> I'll, okay. do, I'll do a music analogy. Oh, okay. Uh, like, I love the Grateful Dead. So if Garcia was still alive, I don't think I would want him singing still. Okay, um, makes sense. Yeah, it's like... Time's kind of passed. N- correct. No no one to to go off into the sunset kind of thing. And so the, the only, to me, what I think is going on is that they're probably just paying Miller to, to use his name and I think Azarello is going to do the heavy lifting because Azarello's Batman stuff is excellent. His Broken City storyline was excellent. Um, he does good work. Oh, so. yeah. Like I, I was a huge fan of his Wonder Woman run. I'd never read any Wonder Woman before mm-hmm. when the New 52 started. I was like, I want to check this character out finally. And this feels like a, like a good time to do it. And I thought that that entire long form storytelling that he did uh, was fantastic. Yeah. And, and- Hundred bullets. Uh, the first couple of storylines for for that excellent. I need to give that another shot. 
Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. All right. I have the first, like, I think it's like the oversized hardcover, and I read it, and I think the art was throwing me off on it, and I could not get into, like, the art. I can't remember who's doing the art on that book. If I look behind me, I might be able to tell. No, I can't tell. It's too far oh, it's away. the same guy that did the art for Broken City. I know that. I'm bad with names. Me too. <laughs> but, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give 100 balls another shot. But, like, hey, it's going to come out, and I'm going to read it. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that they used the Superman S in a – a weird way where it's like you have it almost looks like it's a doomsday cover where it's dripping down blood and it, it, it has three different strands coming down to, mm -hmm. to do the three so superman's going to be involved again and now was superman a big part in the second one i can't like i don't know like i i, I that's why I, I must have not ever read this because it's not standing out to me what happened in that story no it was other other justice leaguers and that's why there's that terrible picture of wonder woman yeah okay well and we don't know who the artist is for this, right? They haven't announced any artists. No, not that I've seen. But they've been working on it for like six months or something. So we should say, it says fall 2015, so we should definitely see it. If they've been working on this thing for six months already, we should definitely get it, and hopefully it won't be delayed. Uh, Anything could happen. I mean, Anything look what happened with their with like the Watchmen stuff. That that was all delayed. What was that book with the Joker and Batman that, that Azarello was going to do? It was like Azarello and Lee. And oh, he did... A Joker, but it was Joker. No, 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 no. Not maybe. Maybe I'm not Didn't thinking. Didn't he do? You, you, he did that do one, Joker. One off? It's not Azarello though that I'm thinking of. I know there was a, a there was Baker a, did one. There was a book that was announced. It was going to be like a four part thing where the Joker and Batman had to work together, and there was some sort of disease that they'd have to like work together to do something with. It was supposed to be four issues. Jim Lee was going to draw it. It's completely, you know, slipping my mind who was going to write it. I'm, I'm going to look that up when we, when we start talking about books, but. Uh. I can't remember what it was, but like it, it was a thing that was announced and then just never came out. And so that was disappointing, but we'll see. Yep. I mean, it's definitely got cultural significance. The dark Knight returns. I mean, like I said, it, it's influencing Batman versus Superman a ton. So we'll see what it looks like when it comes out this fall. Yeah. I, th I think in, they're obviously going to be capitalizing on all of that. That's why they want to yeah. release it as soon as possible. Oh, yeah, totally. That makes sense. And there was, um, it hasn't been announced yet, but there's like, there's big rumors going on that something that I'm not familiar with wrestling CM Punk is going to be writing something. That's, that's the big rumor going on right now. Yeah. Uh, he's at C2E2. Uh, he has a panel of his own lined up. Well, no, not a panel today. Sunday it is. Uh, I know he's always wanted to write a Punisher story, and it's it's interesting because when he just did this last story in the Thor annual, uh, I had so many people come into the store that I've never recognized, and then phone calls on top just asking, like, hey, do you have the book that CM Punk did? And I mean, his story was, what, seven, eight pages maybe? Um, so his name alone is going to draw people that just have never been into comic shops to, you know, come and get anything that he writes. Cause he, he promotes the hell out of his stuff. He's all over Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would be interested to read it. I always find it really cool when somebody from outside the industry comes in and writes books. Like we've seen Gerard way come in, write the, uh, true lies of the true lies of the fabulous killjoys. Fabulous uh, killjoys. Yeah. Yeah. The umbrella. umbrella Academy. Academy he also did, excellent. he did that, uh, uh, Spider-Verse uh, intro, yep. um, Edge of Spider-Verse one, which was actually like really cool. Like, So if somebody else from the outside of the industry is going to step in and write something really cool, I always find that super interesting. Mm -hmm. And I found the Batman book. It is Europa number one. This was the image for it. And yeah, that definitely never came out. Yeah, it never came out. But it was, it was a Jim Lee book. And I, I was looking to see, yeah, it was Brian Azzarello. I was right. So Brian Azzarello and Jim Lee were going to do this like four-part story. And it just, it, they announced it, the, the cover image was really cool and never came out so hopefully it's not recycled stuff or oh man i guess we'll see nah. well joker's dead right so they can't even use that stuff they could come up with anything oh god comic books yes and jim lee was rumored to to be doing the art on the book for a long time fantastic yeah well comic books let's talk about them yes you start. I will start. So the first book that I want to talk about is sneaking into my top five favorite series right now. That's Ninjak number two uh, from Valiant. Matt Kent writing uh, Clay Man on pencils. I mean, 
you read this right before we came in the room. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I messaged you and I was like, I'm talking about Ninjak. This book's really good. I, I can't not talk about it. Um, what did you think? I mean, you only, only read it a couple of minutes ago. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, I mean, just reading this book alone, like I love this series. I like Ninjak as a character. But the first thing that came into my head when I put that issue down is I want Matt Kent to write Daredevil. Yep. And like this could have been an excellent Daredevil story. Um, yep. It just felt like, you know, you had those mob type connections and the character. One of the characters feels like the Kingpin in a way. Correct, yeah. That was one of the things I thought of right away. Um, but, but, you know, just, just, just alone, Ninjak as a character is excellent. And the art is amazing. Um, I like how Kent just describes little details. Yes. And there's a scene, uh, again, remember this is a spoiler cast. We spoil things. So if you haven't read your books this week, uh, go ahead and read them and then check out the list of what we're talking about because uh, we're not going to hold our tongues. No, we're not. There's a part in the middle of this book that is so damn cool. It's kind of like... I'll show you now. Uh-huh. It's it's going along, going along, and then you so, just hit this weird little storybook in the middle. Yeah, it transitions from like regular pages to this like very strange, like as Rob said, storybook. Uh huh. It, it felt like I was reading like something out of Nancy Drew. Um, it reminded me a lot of those fifties news strips where well, it was too. just like a, sure. it, you know, it, it's like a one like every week it would be just a different scene going on, uh -huh. and then it like slowly transitions out of that, and then goes like onto the actual book on the table that they're looking at yeah i, th I thought that was brilliant that I, I comics need to do more of this type of stuff like mm -hmm. it's hard to like you know innovation in comic books like we see innovation in video games all the time where it's like oh that was like a really cool thing that they did and comic books it's like kind of hard to do that right because you got the four you got your the, you got your panels your you know your story and stuff but like you know you could do innovation with panel layouts and stuff but to do sure. something like this where in the middle of the book, it's like they almost just interrupt what's going on. And at first, I thought it was an ad. I'm like, this is a weird looking ad. Then uh -huh. I, I flipped the page and I was like, oh, this is part of the story here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the story that's going on in this book is is really interesting. I mean, you have Ninjak, the super spy. You know, uh, I think he work, he works for MI6. Mm -hmm. um, he's part of Unity, which is their super team. Now, I mean, I've said this on our intro show, but you could pick up and read Ninjak and not read any other Valiant book. It's it's pretty on its own. I, I haven't come across any other members of Unity. I mean, this is only the second issue. They make no real references to anything else going on in the Valiant universe. So by all means, pick this up. But, you know, he's got to infiltrate this weapons dealer. Uh -huh. And to in do that, he's got a casino or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's got to get into this guy's inner circle. And to do that, he has to do some things that you may find not that great. Uh, but you like it'll show you like he he's told like pick anybody in this club and kill them shoot them in the back of the head and you're like well this guy's an assassin most of these people are bad he, he's gonna do it but the way that he goes about doing this it shows what type of you know ninja he is he like he always has something prepared he had staked the club out the night before and put these things in the air to let him identify people so he finds the worst of the worst and like daredevil finds a way to take him out where it looks like he's dead but he's not and then it, the, the book goes on from there and, end, and ends in a battle scene. And also, so far, both of these issues have had lost files on him, where it's a completely different artist. Is it, a, it is also Matt Kent. Uh, it is Butch Geis doing the art. And mm -hmm. it's a story from his beginning, where he was just learning how to, how to do this type of stuff. Um, so, like, two, two, two issues into this, I really like this. Like, I, I wish that Valiant would have started their movies with this. Like they they just announced a whole slew of five movies that deals with Harbinger and Bloodshot, and, and they're the going to tie Harbinger together. Wars. Yeah, the Harbinger Wars where Bloodshot comes in, and those are all trades that you could pick up, and they're all great. But for something that was a little more simple, like I would love to have seen them start with Ninjak because right now this is my favorite Valiant book, and I really like Valiant a lot, and this has surpassed all of them in two quick issues. Interesting. So Ninjak number two, you have my recommendation in a huge way. Now, Rob, you came and you showed me this book <clears throat> I had not heard of, and now I want more of it in a, <laughs> in a huge way. Yeah, uh, Empire Uprising, uh, IDW, and that's Mark Wade and uh, Kitson on art. Um, now, Empire was an old series. Uh, I believe it was Guerrilla Comics that originally it was 
five or six issue series. It's a decade, a decade ago. Uh, maybe seven issues or so. Um, same team. They, they put out a story and then it went nowhere. It stopped. Uh, DC bought the rights, but just reprinted the same seven or eight issues. And then that stopped at the same point. Like nothing else progressed from it. Um, and now years later, uh, the rights have reverted back and uh, they went to IDW. But this is actually a sequel. It's a year later. Um, it's it's beautiful, man. Um, so yeah. name-wise, it's a story of... God, what is his name? It's with a G. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's it's it, this guy is the first supervillain to ever take over the world, and he in, institutes martial law. <laughs> and uh, what happens in uh, I, I had never read the first seven issues. Uh, his daughter. The only thing Rob told me is that his daughter dies in the first seven issues, and that's all you need to know. And that is really all you need to know because I read this and thought it was really awesome. And now I want to go back and read the other stuff, but I didn't really need to know it. No. So Golgoth. Golgoth is his name. Uh, I can't be expected to remember that. It's not an easy one. I wanted to say Gorgon, but that's not it. Uh -huh. So, you know, it starts off just to kind of get a sense of the world. Uh, you know, a teacher is talking to her students, probably like seven, eight-year-olds. Yeah. And, and you could tell how much of a dictatorship this guy runs, like tight ship, tight ship. Um, and they're coming up to the exact year anniversary of the death of Golgoth's daughter and they have a remembrance and it's a moment of silence. Um, three minutes, three minutes. No one can talk, uh, you know, cover your mouths, tape your mouths, because if you talk and you're they caught, you. Yeah. you you're shot, you're dead. No questions asked. And they show like nurses covering babies mouths so they don't make a sound. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they show people who completely forgot about the time beating being brutally shot down and it gives you a sense of like oh he's taken away war and taken away disease but it shows hunger the, the way that he's done these things yeah it's, it's, it's almost like correct it's yeah. like the nazi regime almost yeah exactly uh, you know he eliminated disease by by picking out all the genetically fit um it's really cool though uh so this deals with an uprising um you have a group of I would say like 12 or 13 people that tried to storm his, his base during these three minutes. And that's what a majority of the book is, is like what happens in those three minutes. Um, this is one that I kind of want everyone to go pick up if they can, because Fair enough. it's, it's a beautiful start to a story that I, I hope continues on because it's, it's such a built up world in such a short amount of time. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, I for a setup of a first issue, not having read the first seven issues that came out a decade ago, like I was able to pick this up and be immediately invested in the characters going on here. Correct. Yeah, and like it already cast doubts on on people that are in his inner circle. Like, are are you behind this? Are you behind this? Uh, I enjoyed it. And he's a a pretty menacing looking villain. Oh, he's a prick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he. You know, like during those three minutes, one of his troops comes running in to tell him, like, look, we're being attacked and just blasts the troop through the head. He's like, you talked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Empire Uprising, Mark Wade, IDW, Kitson on Art. I'm going to go back and get it. that first trade for sure. I really liked that a lot. Yeah. All right. We were go for something that I really liked a lot to something that I'm gaining steam on a bit. And that's Convergence number three. Mm hmm. So this was the first issue I read that I actually felt like I kind of got what's going on here. Um, we've been like, you know, Rob and I have been talking about this book a lot. You know, um, it's the big thing going on in DC right now. So I'm trying to stay up on it. I, I, I don't want to not read it. And so I'd not know what's going on. Yeah. I, I think that this one stood out to me because there was a lot of Batman in it. Yeah. Tons of Batman and Batman related stuff. Yes. And so that's why it was easier for me to, to grip onto still, you know, a lot of this deals with the Earth 2 stuff, um, but it, it's starting to branch off. And like now you're starting to see characters that if you've been following the new 52 or, or the actual DC universe at all for a while, especially Batman wise, you're going to re recognize a lot of these a lot of these villains. And actually looking back at it, 
a lot of these are from Morrison's run. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have Flamenco, you have Dr. Hurt, uh, Professor, Professor Pig. Pig. Yeah. But again, you don't know what Earth they're from because. Sure. Man Bat here, uh -huh. um, the Riddler. And then it looks like Wonder Woman from, I think that's Flashpoint, right? Where she has the big hole. In no, that's not Wonder Woman. I always get her. I always think that's Wonder Woman. It's not. No, it's not. It, it's, it is another one of the Batman villains. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, like. Well, this, this one deals. So at the end of the last issue, um, an unsavory character emerges that, that the Earth 2 uh, characters have to kind of rely on because they're trying to figure out still what's going on and navigate this planet that they have no clue where they are who against. Is the, who, who is this guy? He looks really familiar, and I, I wasn't able to place him. He's uh, he's one of the magicians from from like the uh, blah blah blah. What's the name of the book? It'll come to you. I want to say sword and sorcery. All right, so he's he, he's another one of the DC books. Mm -hmm. It'll come to you if you stop thinking about but it. But yeah, he's he's a powerful magician that that needs their help basically, um, and brings the Earth Two characters to a safe zone, basically. You know, that's underground. Correct. Yeah, um, and from there, big loss. Uh, not from that group of Earth Two characters, from the split up of of Earth Two Batman and Earth Two Dick Grayson. Uh, that that's a pretty big event. Like we already knew that there was going to be a new Batman in Earth Two. They I, they had announced that a long time ago. Well, now we know why. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that, and I was pretty surprised to see him blow himself up in an act of sacrifice. Uh, and he take to take out a whole mess of villains. And I mean, I'd like to go back and read earth too, because I like this Batman. Like, was he, did he uh, hold the same standards that Bruce did in the earth two book where he wouldn't take a life because he has no problem with it right here. No, 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 no. He, he was a badass. Nice. Uh, like, like he drugs himself up to get his powers that I did that. I, you know, I saw him mention that a bunch and yeah. did not know that either. Yeah. He pops, he pops. Well, it makes sense. Cause he's like probably late fifties at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I thought at the end, the end reveal was ridiculous. I, I wanted to text you about this, but thought we would hold off. So at the end, you see Grayson, who I thought was Alfred last week, because I don't know anything. Uh, he gets shot by a, a version of the Joker in the same way that Barbara did in the killing joke. And he can't feel his legs and is now paralyzed. I, I doubt he's paralyzed. And he says my legs, I can't feel my, and like, no, come on. he's going to be the new Batman. There's no way that he is not the new Batman. I said. I didn't even think of it. Like, so I didn't know that there was a new Batman coming. Like okay. I didn't know that I didn't know that they had announced that. So seeing him get shot there, I'm like, wow, they're just, they're doing the reverse. Okay. And that was kind of interesting. And then brutally you see that the, the guy who's creating all of this come and just take the Joker out in a very graphic way. <laughs> yeah. He's like, these are annoying on every world, a plague in every timeline. <laughs> and uh, so it ends where, you know, uh, this guy's asking Grayson where the rest of his team is. And so it ends off, ends off there. And so like it, the, the ending of the book was enough to grab me and make me think about it a bit more. Uh, it was the first time that I was seeing characters that I was familiar with. And how long does this go? Is this eight, eight yep. issues? Eight issues. So this is number three and it's so week technically week. nine. If you count oh, zero. zero. So the, it, last week you said was the first book that you felt actually stood out on its own where it actually felt like not an intro issue. It, it moved the story along enough. Like to me, zero, one, and two could have been one issue. I'll, I'll say that forever. Um, it just felt like there wasn't enough in each issue to make it its own. Yeah. Um, but then this one definitely moves the bar quite a bit. I'm just happy that they've stopped fighting in that desert because it felt like that battle was going on forever. And at least they're in a different place now. And I'll, you know. We'll see where this goes, but at least this was the first one that left me like, okay, like, all right, I, you know, I'm interested to see what happens next. I'm interested to see what other characters will come up, and I'm, I'm hope, I'm hopeful that we're going to run into other characters like the pre fifty two Batman and like see what's going on with him. And I don't, I don't think you are. Honestly, I think this is just going to stick all Earth two. Man, nah, I don't know. Uh, but the the guy I was trying to think of his name, it's Demios, um, and he was from the. 
I just pulled it up to the Warlord series. So that's why I was like sword and sorcery ish. Years and years and years ago, there was a Superman standalone comic that dealt with somebody, and I thought his name was Demios, and he gets replaced. Like Superman becomes dictator of Earth, uh-huh. and you find out it's because he's been replaced by this guy pretending to be Superman because he's looking for something. You're looking for, um, I don't know if you've, I, I, can't, I can't remember what it was called, but maybe it'll sound familiar to you. Super, it looks like Superman is looking for Demios, but Demios is actually looking for his wife who was lost. Uh-huh. And Superman comes out of like after like a year or so, Superman is able to come out of whatever holding cell he was in and they fight overall a whole bunch of realities. And like when I saw that name, that was the first thing that grabbed that grabbed me. And I mean, we're going back. This is like mid 90s, maybe. Was it an Elseworlds? It was an Elseworlds tale. It was not a main. I don't think it was a main Superman story, but like my history of what's real and what's not from back then doesn't really stand out or I can't really remember. So now I'm going to have, that's going to bother me for the rest of the show and I'll find out afterwards. Fantastic. Great. Why don't you go ahead and I'll try looking that up. Okay. Uh, Captara image comics. Uh, that's Chip Zdarsky's new book. And how do you even pronounce his last name? McLeod? Yes. I'll say McLeod. Yeah. Um, so this, this has been on a lot of people's, uh, want list, I guess you could say. Um, and especially since Howard the Duck came out and oh yeah, you know, people have been quite enjoying his writing. Uh, hilarious stuff. I've been looking forward to this book. This kind of jumps into the semi, semi-serious, I guess you could say. You know, there, there's definitely comedy written in there, um, but there's ramifications that, that these guys have to deal with. Um so basically it begins it's it's almost like a star trek crew um you know you have your your kind of greek god looking uh captain you have like the jockey douche uh muscle for for the ship you have your doctor and you have like your scientists basically um so there are they were on a mission to Mars, right? That that's where yes, they're going. They're going to Mars. Um, so on the way there, stuff happens that that sends them off course, and they they need to get out of there. And through that, they crash land on on a planet in the solar system of Kaptara, and and shit just goes south because. First off, the planet is just wacky beyond belief. Um, you know, there, there's pollen that is just floating through the air. They they can kind of breathe the air, but yeah. they don't know if if this is going to affect them or not. Um, there are just crazy huge monsters that that are roaming around, um, and they have no clue what kind of civilization, if any, live on the planet. Um, so they crash land, get separated. Uh, I think it it's going to wind up being a wonderful tale. It seems, it seems like it would be, uh, it's got, it's got a lot of heart to it. Like, uh-huh. and I didn't expect that. Like I, you know, the main character here, um, what's his first name? I'll tell you, like I said, me and names, I'm, I'm not feeling well today. So, uh, but yeah, he's the nephew of, of who set up the mission. Um, Go ahead, you can keep going. I'll find his name. And you know, he's he's gay. And he is uh he's like very witty and snappy. And I thought there was a really great line in here. It was one of the other crew members, so he's defending himself against the, you know, the, the big muscle bound uh-huh. marine guy. Keith is the main guy's name. And uh one of the other crew members goes up to him and was like, Look, like I get it. Like you probably had a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. And now that you're a man you're able to you're not going to take any crap from anybody but like there's a time and a place and it's learning that time and a place where it's like you know what like i'm not going to take crap from anybody but some, some battles aren't worth fighting and like i guess the battle that he was in with this guy really wasn't worth it at the time because they're in this like stressful part of the mission but i thought that was like a really interesting way of looking at a situation it's like you know the people who've been bullied their whole life they eventually they get to a point where they don't have to deal with that anymore. Like they grow up, they become adults and like, mm-hmm. 
having that that recognition of you know i'm an adult now and i'm either going to push that out on other people now that i can or that i'm just going to just realize that that was that was a time then and i'm i'm different like i i'm, I'm different it's not going to affect me now but like that was something that i i feel like isn't really uh displayed in comics like that type of idea or feeling uh, i mean technically you know the reason why he even goes on this this trip is is because he has nothing left on the planet to live for yeah uh his parents don't talk to him no relationships no friends uh like it seems like his aunt is the only person that he really talks to and um, so he gets on a spaceship and flies away from her yeah yep put me on a mission to mars please um i think this is going to pan out to be something special uh the coloring is beautiful and the, the species of of i don't even know what to call them aliens we'll, we'll say, say aliens. aliens that they come across are wacky and offbeat and like something is wrong with these people um it, it just seems like they're just st stuck in a different time like to us stuck in a different time it's almost like they're um like way back in the victorian era like you know they're they're just knights in armor and and they speak weird and they have servants and robots and weird big monsters that they ride yeah and so it, I like the way the book ended. It was like, oh, so, you know, here's what's going on in our book. And it was like, all right, let's see here. Here's some things that are coming up. And this is what made me really like want to keep reading the book. So in the next in the next month's issue of Captara, uh, Cap ta uh, Cat Tanks, Watchful Hours, Mr. Help. And it says, from Chip and Kagan to you with love. And it's just a picture of a cat tank. And I was like, okay, that's enough for me to read the next issue for sure. Yeah, just that <laughs> that image alone is, is great. Ridiculous. Uh -huh. I could see that on like t-shirts and stuff coming up. Yeah, I think this book is going to be a big hit. Mm -hmm. it's, Very uh, much so. Zdarsky is like, I really feel like he's he's hitting the high notes and coming into his own. And mm -hmm. I mean, between sex criminals and you, as you mentioned, Howard the Duck, like mm -hmm. the iron's never been hotter for him right now. And I think this is the right book at the right time. Yeah, and I know it has sold through. Uh, really? I mean, stores might still have some, um, and chances are it's definitely going to be going to a second print. Uh, most image books do do get a second print. That's true. They get many, many prints. Uh -huh. So I could definitely see this hitting another print. Very cool. Mm, 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 mm. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars number four. I was going <laughs> to let Rob keep going with the song. No, I stopped. Uh, man, I'm like, I'm slowly becoming a Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> of... I, of of other things star wars yeah uh like i've actually i've been fighting with people on twitter a little bit and some friends because i started watching the movies because i'm like i watched the trailer last week and now i want to go back and actually like invest in this stuff and i just can't watch old movies i can't get past the visuals of old stuff but that's just me and i don't have the nostalgia for it but man these comics i'm 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 getting into them like i picked up this one i had actually not read issue three on star wars and i was just on vader uh, I read the first two and I think I missed the third one. And then so four comes out today and Vader's on the cover and I wanted to just pick it up and read it. So it's Jason Aaron and uh, Jason Aaron, John Cassidy uh, doing the book here. And this book jumps all over the place. Uh, Vader's on the cover. It starts with Vader. It ends with Vader. Um, it's uh, Vader coming back to Jabba uh, to do some negotiations. Um, and it's really good. So here I'm going to read this little part here. Vader comes in. We'll begin the we'll begin the negotiations now. Give the emperor what he wants, and he will allow you to live. This concludes the negotiations, and so it's this conversation between him and Jabba, which was actually really interesting because they didn't, as far as I know, like and forgive me if I'm wrong, they didn't interact in the films, right? Uh, Vader interact with Jabba? I don't think so. And I'm, I'm sure there's people out there screaming that I should know this, and I'm sorry that I don't, but I'm I'm going to once I watch all the movies. Uh, but like it, it's a lot of Vader. I, I can't and, even. Yeah, it's I a, can't even picture it. It's a lot of Vader and Jabba in this book. Like <laughs> Vader's gonna leave after the negotiations have concluded, and Jabba's like, "No, stay. Like, we need to honor your presence here and watch something die." And so it goes into that a, a little bit. We get a little bit of Han and Chewie, some more Leia, some more Luke, who's still trying to become a Jedi, and actually, you know, reaches reaches out and says that he's no Jedi. It jumps around a lot. This this issue we, we have. Somebody who's looking for Han Solo in uh, Moist Eisley. Um, back it goes, you know, th that's an interesting thing. There's some another bounty hunter looking for him. 
it goes back to Vader, and then it ends, of course, with the first appearance, Boba Fett. And so I'm sure that's going to get everybody excited. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming a Star Wars fan, and it's because of these comics, and I couldn't... <laughs> and the trailer. And the trailer. But really, like I, I, it started with these comics, um, uh-huh. and because you know, I wanted to at least have an idea of what's coming up in the movie or like it like and i get into the universe a little bit and i really like this and i could not have cared less when marvel got this license like i thought okay we're gonna put put out a couple of issues and the other the artists or the the writers will come off the books i feel like they did that with something else too where there was like another big thing that marvel did where the artists then the writers came on and then like eventually it kind of fell away it was like another thing like star wars and it's slipping my mind of what it was like they got the license for something and people like big names came on and then jumped off and it's like slipping my mind what it was i'm thinking maybe i'm thinking it wasn't marvel now because most of them most of them stayed yeah they stayed for a bit so i i, I can't remember what it is i'm thinking of but i really like this like did you get you didn't get to read this one right no i'm a couple issues behind on star wars uh you know, I'm I'm pretty much keeping up to date with like Darth Vader and Darth Vader's really excellent. Like he's the best part of the book so far to me. You know, we talked about it with the uh, the first issue of Darth Vader, but like there's parts where you just feel bad for him. Uh-huh. Yeah, and knowing who he is now, like you know, like knowing and having a persona, like this is actually Anakin Skywalker. If you can look deep enough, you could see it, and they're on Tatooine. Or oh, they're not on Tatooine. Where is it? They say it here. He talks about um, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and then they they, they mention Tatooine. And Jabba says, "Who knew anyone who was ever born, uh, anyone of note that was ever born on Tatooine?" And it just you just see Vader like staring out into the distance. It's like <laughs> Aaron's doing a really good job uh-huh. of just bringing out emotion, like in all in all of these uh, these characters, like. This bounty hunter that they introduce, I, I know nothing about who she is or what's going on, but I'm interested, instantly taken with why she's looking for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So, wait, let me see. Is there a picture of? Yeah, and she's got her face covered. This is her. She's looking for okay. Han, and uh, I'm sure people know who she is, and it's just like I said, us not knowing, or this is being Star Wars <laughs> ignorant. So sure, like that's who it is up here, uh-huh. and. I'm sure if you've, you know, Rob is right. If you've been a big Star Wars fan, you're probably like, I'm going to smack these guys if I ever see them for not knowing this. But we're trying. We're, like, we're trying. We're trying. Yes. Uh, I'm really glad that Marvel got this license and it, it started it over for me. Okay, here's something. If, let's say, Marvel got the Star Trek license. Would I read it? Yes. I think I would. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think I would try getting into it because, like, I've always been interested in, like, in more star wars than star trek but i like the new star trek movies that came out it's like it, it's so deep like where do you jump in like i would never be able to jump in with the dark horse stuff i have no idea what it like what i should jump in on and not because like, you know i don't know the history you know i only have the movies and a very basic understanding of the movies to jump in on and like i, I mentioned this on the talking games podcast this week when we were talking about the movies it's like i want to read the, the novels that came out like I've always been interested in whatever happened after Return of the Jedi, but never knew exactly where to jump in. So if I mean, if anybody can give me a recommendation out there on what's like a good spot to jump in with the novels, now I understand that they're not canon anymore. No, but it'd be nice to like just read something and be like, okay, now this stands on its own, and like the movie thing is going to stand on its own. I've always been interested, and just never knew where to jump in because there's mm-hmm. so much of it. You know the perfect person on Twitter to ask. I do. So I need to talk to Matt. Yes. So it's something that I'm going to do. But man, if, if if you're like me and I realize that I'm in the minority here of not really being a huge fan of Star Wars and like we're kind of like hesitant about jumping in on these books, I say give it a shot. They're, I think that they're really good. And I think that if I was a fan of Star Wars, like a big one, like I, I feel like I'd be enjoying this just as much. It feels like there's enough there that it's not just pulling in new people. Like, Have you talked to any big Star Wars fans and asked? No. Yeah, we should do that. I, I, I have okay, to look, if that. you're a big Star Wars fan Reach out to and us. you were reading these books, tell us if, if we're nuts or if like you like it too. I'd be really interested to know that because uh-huh. that would tell me if it's just successfully pulling in new readers, but maybe aggravating longtime fans or maybe longtime fans really like this. And just to say longtime fans even read comics, though, that's the thing. Mm, true. That is true. Yeah. Well, let us know. Mm-hmm. 
The book I want to talk about is Avengers World. Yes. So Avengers World, who is doing this one? It's you. Now, this takes place before the events in uh, the last couple of issues in New Avengers. It's at, yeah, so uh, Avengers and New Avengers, Avengers is doing its own thing. They jumped forward eight months, and for the last couple of weeks, or last couple of issues, rather, Avengers World's been filling in the gap of what happened during that eight-month time jump. And uh, this is Frank Barberi doing this, and it has Marco Cicchetto. Now, Frank isn't the usual writer for this book. It's always, isn't Nick Spencer? Spencer did some, Hickman did some. Okay. It's been jumping around. Uh, the first thing I want to say about this book is, I mean, Cicchetto's art is ridiculous. Correct, yeah. It, I mean, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be getting like tattoo designs out of some of this stuff. Yeah. Because it almost seems like David Mackish to me. I, I think he's one of the most underrated artists in the industry. Oh, by all means. I mean, his stuff, his Punisher run was fantastic. Um, we got to see him dress a little bit of... Um, uh, superior what was it superior uh it wasn't superior spider-man but it was it was the other book amazing team up, team up um, superior team up. yeah and the, before it was before it was team up it was something else it was amazing amazing team up no avenging spider avenging spider-man that was it i knew it was an a mm. uh, he did some stuff in there and i mean it is some really gorgeous art and this guy needs to get on bigger books and uh shadow whoever did the color who did the colors because that is like even bigger than than writing and art of this book, the colorist like really hits a home run. Andres Massa. There you go. Uh, so this book, it, what I like about it is that it's been filling in not like step by step, but like Hickman's Avengers has an insanely large web to mm -hmm. cast, and there's characters all over the place in different spots. And this particular issue is drawing back to like, I'm going to say like the seventh or eighth actual issue of Hickman's Avengers run mm -hmm. where there was that um, quarantine zone that was, I think it was in Japan. I'm trying to remember. It, it was. And because they sent Shang-Chi to investigate. They send Shang-Chi to investigate. And then in Avengers, one of the two of them was Avengers and New Avengers. A couple of weeks ago, you'd see Shang-Chi come with, a mass of clones of himself and like an art he's made a one-man army and so this goes into explaining how that came to be mm -hmm. and i mean that's what i love about this run with hickman is that we're referencing stuff that came out three years ago and like we're, we're getting the answers to it and i mean that's the way hickman does does his storytelling where it's an extremely long play Mm -hmm. And now we're we're getting the answers to all this stuff. So this issue fills in those gaps and that that story really well. And in, like I'm not super huge on Chang Chi. Like I, I don't haven't read a ton of his stuff. You know what? There there is not a lot of it though. Didn't he have that book that came out a couple couple months ago? It was like Deadly Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Yes, and, and that then was he did the spider. There was a Spider Island mini. Yeah, and then which there was, was the stuff where he trained Spidey. That was cool, and that's where I really know him from. Uh, that and stuff then was awesome. There was old Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. There was like Marvel magazines, oh. black and white. Um, I didn't know that. Kung Fu magazines. Uh, he was in that. So yeah, th there is some old stuff, but like more recent stuff, you know, he, he did some guest stints in like Heroes for Hire and stuff like that. And also in the middle of the book, we get a little bit of uh, Neymar. Yes. And his, his struggles with, with his the decisions conscience. he's made. Yeah. And more Black Swan, who is one of my new favorite characters. She is cold. Yes, yeah, she is. Like, she's so manipulative. She really is. I was trying to think of the character she reminds me of. Like, almost like an, an, a worse version of Emma Frost. Yeah, you can like, say she that. doesn't, she, you know, Emma Frost kind of does it in the shadows. Like, you know, she, she plants a seed in your mind uh -huh. that might come into play later. Uh-huh. But the Black Swan is just very up oh, in your face. She's like, right in your, your face. face about it. Like, you're weak. Like, you know, we're, 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 we're culling worlds uh -huh. and it, it's all over your face that you can't do this hero. And then, you know, hero is definitely bolded there. And then Namor being Namor just slaps her around. And, but you could tell, like, you know, this is another thing where it's you could see those cracks that are showing in a big way right now in Avengers. Like, you know, months ago they were forming on Namor. So, I mean, if you're reading Avengers and not reading this book, you're doing it all wrong. I, I definitely like it, it fills in like I, I really didn't think it was going to be important. Like, OK, it doesn't matter what happened in the previous eight months. Like what matters is what's happening right now. But this book really fills in nicely some of the stuff that we saw. Like we saw uh, that third group of Avengers use that cannon to try and 
keep the I'm trying to think of like that that was the a, armada yeah that was the in... imperial armada correct uh, coming in to to wipe out the earth they use it to defend the earth for a while and it was like where did that cannon come from it kind of at the end shows where it's coming from here yeah so Avengers World is super good and really you need to be reading this if you're reading any of Hickman's other stuff it, especially if you have a deep interest in it like yes. obviously if if you're going to be one of those uh people who burn out with event kind of things then sure you could skip it if you like to read every little thing then then this is well worth it yeah what else do we have Guardians Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Galaxy what is this this is 26 mm -hmm. this book has some really great highs and some really i'm not gonna say lows but like there's a like lull periods with this book for me i i didn't like this issue really no all right um, <laughs> we disagree about something somebody write this down yeah you will you know why and i'll tell you why. okay so they hit their high in the beginning then it took a little dip and then like it took a dip during the the all new x-men crossover yeah, the there, trial of gene gray the crossover stuff that they've done for me, it's where the book has taken lulls. Yeah, and it, then it took it took a rise again with some of the Rocket stuff and the Venom origin stuff. The Venom origin stuff was one of the, I think, the best issues of the year where uh -huh. they, they go, they actually go to the planet of symbiotes and the symbiote, we find out what's, what they're really about. And like, that book got no notice. Like, I feel like nobody talked about that. I mean, Spider-Man, that the, the symbiote costume came out Secret Wars in the 80s. And we got the actual meaning of what it is and uh -huh. like what that race actually does. Like it's, it's talked about so negatively throughout the universe, but we don't know the history. And Bendis, I can't remember what issue it was, but goes back and explains probably the four or five issues ago. That's what it seems. Yeah. And it was a beautiful issue that gives you an entire new light on this species that's been around since the 80s. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it got no attention. No, I, I didn't hear it. I, you were the only person I talked to it about. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, so why don't you like this? So then coming out of uh, the, the Black Mirror stuff. Vortex. Black Vortex. It's a mirror, though. Yes, it is a mirror. <laughs> the Black Vortex stuff. Like, that just seemed to just drag everything down because that went to Captain Marvel and Nova and Guardians and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I started it was, reading... It was too much, too much. Yeah, I started reading, uh, I'll say, like, the first four or five issues of it it was also an all new x-men all new x-men and then it had bookends it had its own yeah and know, like usually i like, issue like one issue I, two I, I don't mind that type of stuff but this the black vortex story didn't really grab me i mean they did yep. the same thing with battle for uh, battle battle of the atom the uh the, the x-men yep. event where they like every week it was in a different book but sometimes they were like double shipping the books you know what, battle of the atom though i liked i did like battle <laughs> of the atom yeah uh they were ship, like shipping issues five and six where it was like, here's an all new X-Men and a Nova issue in the same week. And it was just like, it was, it was too much. And the story for me, the story wasn't great enough to stick around with, but like, I wish I had read the last. Well, that that's my next point is people who are just reading guardians. Like if they didn't grab the, the kind of oversized ending, which came out Black, this week, black vortex, there's stuff in here that's 100% changed for good. Um, so you'll be reading this issue and it's like, okay, when did that happen? When did that happen? Who the hell is that? Why does he look different? You know, it's- Well, let's, it's, like, I mean, let's not, we won't bury it. So Kitty Pride is center in the, you know, front and center in this book. She's got cosmic powers now and Gamora also has cosmic powers. Uh -huh. And I didn't read that last issue of the Black Vortex and I was like, huh? I guess I should have read that and it would have helped. It would have helped in a big way. And the first thing I noticed about it, like I, first of all, I will, I think the book, this particular issue is beautiful. So oh, I'm, I'm not going to deny oh, yeah. that. I, I love this scene here where, you know, they're in, of course, being the guardians, they're in this rowdy bar and, uh, Kitty is on top of Peter kissing him. But I'm like, is her hair on fire? It looks like her hair is on fire. And then later you, you find out that she's got these new abilities. I'm like, oh, interesting. Uh -huh. You look at Gamora and Gamora looks like she, I recognized from the way she looked from the beginning of Black Vortex. Yep. So was that it for the issue that you didn't like it? Because it just, it, it throws you this curveball if you weren't reading the book? Yes. I totally get that. I could totally get behind that and understand it. And then let me see in the beginning of the book because I kind of just skipped it, but let's see. It, yeah, they, it, it does. I mean, it kind of fills you in, but I don't think that for, for okay, one, two, three, three big things, four big things oh, technically. Kitty is also engaged to Peter. Correct. Yeah. So four big things happen in this previous, you know, ending issue of Black Vortex that 
that you know just reading one paragraph to try and catch up on that it's it doesn't feel right to me what did you think of the story if you could separate that like we're moving into like new territory mm -hmm. peter's been elected president of spartax he in the previous issues before black vortex or even though it was during black vortex he brings down his father's corruption yep and uh he without you know they, they don't need to actually be running for office people can just vote them the president so peter like it, it comes to light that he's been voted he had known it but the rest of the team didn't know it and so they go back to spartax and now he's got to confront the fact that they think that he should lead the planet and i thought that was kind of interesting it is and i mean his response to it is is even good it's like look you know i'm i'm the one out there fighting these kind of things i don't want to be the one leading you know leading people um so that that part of it i like i like all the little mini scenes of you know because they're in this huge palace obviously you know uh the headquarters of of this empire and you see everyone in like all of their glory Groot, yeah. groots running through a forest all happy um drax is fighting people <laughs> yeah he's training training the empire uh rockets like taking a, a bath and getting a massage my favorite was flash though uh-huh i thought that was really really great they, they show this great panel of flash looking over this alien city with these ships flying in the air and somebody comes to him and uh, he says i'm you know i'm just enjoying the view and he says i was just remembering that i had this coach in high school said that i was never going to leave forest hills and here he is on this planet you know on this team overlooking this this amazing city and i thought that was just a really cool thing and then of course things go bad at the end but like i really like the 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 points that they make like you know he's sitting here with two advisors he's, peter is now you know he's the president of the planet and uh, he's saying like i rebel against the system that's what i do and they're like well isn't that like a kind of an immature view to take and then they say why not turn your guardians into a galactic council where like you've been out there you've seen what it's like like you can make real change and it'll be interesting to see what they have to do here like i i really liked it for this stuff like all the the, like the black vortex stuff the 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 trial of gene gray like i feel like this book really suffers when it gets into that crossover it does and the other thing that that's throwing me out of it too is knowing all the secret war stuff is coming up so what is this going to what do? is this yeah. even going to amount to because at the end it, it looks like that's what's kind of happening what an incursion of sorts uh well yep that's pretty much what it looks like right <laughs> so i didn't know what it was at the end but you're right that uh, does look like an incursion because of the red like what will the guardians be and will any of this even matter um i mean you could say that before any huge crossover um and right now you could say that about pretty much every marvel book it's sure like, what does this oh, look sure. like what does this look like in four months yeah so it'll be interesting to see what they do yeah you're right Okay, I'm going to end with two quickies, very, very quickies. Uh, you have Mono, and that's Titan Comics, uh, Sandoval and Brian Wood. If you like historical accuracy, then don't read this, because it is about a part ape human that is sent to a Japanese island filled with uh, brainwashed and tampered with apes that are Japanese soldiers and he's there to basically uh, st stop their experimentations and blow up the island. Everything, um, sound, everything about this book sounds awesome. Yes. Uh, I it, does, this. it has beautiful art. I love the inner monologue. Um, and you have samurai apes and, you know, apes with, with guns and it's very fun. So search that out if you can, uh, or actually they have it on Madefire. Uh, that's a digital platform, and it's pretty easy to find. Cool. And then if you have kids and you're hesitant to buy them Avengers or New Avengers, which I would be too because they would be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, perfect book came out this week, Operation Hydra, Avengers Operation Hydra. Uh, I'm talking like nine ten years old this is the perfect book uh easy reading the art is decent um and this is, is this the avengers team coming out in the movie 
Correct. Yes, exactly. That that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's their mind. costumes. It's everything. And then a treat for the adults or even the kids in the back, they have a reprint of when Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver like join the Avengers team. So it's, it's, it's fun. And for kids, it's, it's well worth it. Very good. All right. Well, it's going to do it for us this week. Uh, definitely remember the things that we said. If you have any idea what Superman comic that was with the guy named Damios, I, cause I can't find it and it's going to bother me all weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was off my game this week. I am sick, and I, I'm out of it. That's all right. Camera shoved down my throat. <laughs> it's not a fun week. Uh, and then, uh, again, like if, if you guys are reading Star Wars and you're Star Wars fans, like we really want to know what, what everybody thinks about Star Wars, because right now I'm really excited about it, and uh, we want to know what you guys think of it. Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, we are Backup Stories. Uh, you could find us here every Friday when we try and record and we get the video out to you guys. But you could also download the audio version on the Talking Comics special edition feed. Um, if you could, if you've been downloading us there and listening to us, like leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, you could follow me personally. I'm at Joroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. And I'm at Dusk1020. Rob and I are both part of Talking Games, uh, the Talking Games podcast. Uh, we're there every week. We talk about games and mostly food because somehow we talked about food this week even though you weren't on the show did you really yes that's great and i was like i don't understand what's happening so it moved from weather to food yes that's pretty awesome. much it and i wonder what's going to happen this summer uh this week we talked about um some titan souls a little bit more mortal combat and took a couple of listener questions uh and somebody even asked us stuff about starting their own podcast so hopefully we were able to help with that uh so with all that in mind that's going to do it for us guys take care we'll see you next week Yes.